Welcome to Funnel Hacker Radio Podcast, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top entrepreneurs are using to make more sales, dominate their markets, and how you can get those same results. Here's your host, Dave Woodward. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is actually going to be kind of a bonus section. I was going through my notes about uh, that my day with uh, Keith Cunningham, my four days there, and I ran across 11 principles to grow your business that uh, we talked about as I was going through my notes and I want to make sure I kind of dive directly into this thing. So this will be a pretty quick one, but I want to make sure you understand the, the power behind this. So there's 11 different secrets that he talked about any business can use whenever they're looking to actually scale and build and grow your business. Again, this is going to be one of the main focuses we take a look at uh, with ClickFunnels as we're trying to scale from 70,000 to over 100,000 customers all before the end of 2019. Why is that important to you? Because the principles that we're going to be using to experience almost a 50% growth is the same type of stuff that I want to make sure you're using in your business. So pay attention to see the types of things that we're doing. Look at the other things that other businesses are doing so you can actually scale to get the type of success that you're wanting and growing in your business. All right, so the first thing is what he refers to F-O-W-T-W. F-O-W-T-W. What the heck is F-O-W-T-W? It's called find out what they want. Now, again, this goes back to the proverbial Henry Ford saying, you know what, if I'd asked people... Uh, when I was looking to build a Model T, what they wanted, everyone would have said they wanted a faster horse. Now, understand there's definitely that type of, of appeal in a product occasionally. But sometimes what you need to find out is people who are out there who, already in your, who currently are using your product, find out what they want and then go out and get it and give it to them. What I mean by that is too often we're afraid to pick up the phone and talk to our, empl- to our customers to see, to find out what are they struggling with? Where are the weaknesses? What are the, what are the pain points? Find out what they want, go out and get it, and then give it to them. That's the very first thing you can do as you look to grow your business. The second thing is to, to make sure that you understand the gap. And the gap I'm referring to here is the competition gap. Too often, we don't understand our competitors. And what you want to make sure is that you understand what your competitors are doing and what are your clients frustrated about when they're using your competitors? So first of all, what are the competitors doing that are better than you? And what are the competitors doing that are worse or where there's problems that you could actually solve those problems for them and then bring them from your competitor over to you? So whenever we're looking at growth, the first thing is you're going to find out what they want. Go out, get it, and give it to them. The second thing is they may already be experiencing some things either with you or most often with your competitors. And so if they're working with your competitors, you got to find out what is what they like about what their experience with your competitors and then find out what are they frustrated about. Once you know what they're frustrated about, all of your marketing message can then be tailored directly to those people and uh, you can then identify and go right after and target on Facebook. You can uh, target with Built With. You can target with a whole bunch of other competitive market resources out there to literally go and get your competitors' clients and bring them over to you just because you made that experience that much better for them. The third thing is you need to identify in your business, in your product, in your service, is what you're offering, is what you're offering, is it vitamins or is it aspirin? Now, realize all of us know that we need to take vitamins and supplements on a daily basis. You hear about that all the time, but you typically aren't it's something you have to be reminded about all the time to be able to do versus when you've got a splitting headache and you have massive pain, I can't get to that jar of Advil fast enough. I want to make sure that when you're looking at your product, 
identify, are there parts in your product that actually can be aspirin or Advil for people where it's that big of a, it's a migraine solving type of problem and find a way of, of bringing that in. What you're going to find though, is you're going to end up marketing to both the gain creators and the pain relievers. So supplements and vitamins, those are kind of the gain creators where you're trying to, again, if I'm taking supplements, I'm trying to improve something. If I'm taking aspirin or Advil, it's because I'm trying to relieve pain. So identify in your business, are you a, are you a gain creator or pain reliever? Which one are you? And are you able to focus on both of them? Meaning, can you go after, if you're a person who's got supplements, can you also go after how your product can help the pain relieving side? If you're aspirin or Advil, what can, types of things can you do on the gain creation? Aspirin now has been used, you'll see aspirin all the time being used to for people who have heart attacks, a baby aspirin, they take it every single day. It's that type of a thing where it's, even though it was used for pain relief, it's also a gain creator. So be aware in your own market as you're trying to scale and grow your business. Are you vitamins or aspirins, basically supplements or Advil? And is there a way you can market both for gain creation and for pain relief? The next thing is, and I talked about this on a prior podcast, and that is making sure that you understand what your product offer is versus what it does. Again, Keith Cunningham owns a whole bunch of car washes all across the state of Texas. And what does a car wash do? Well, a car wash, what it does is it cleans your car. But he found out early on in, in the early 80s that that wasn't what separated him from his competition. Everyone else was focused on, on driving the price down to get the cleanest car, the fastest, the cheapest, all that kind of stuff. His whole focus instead was on realizing what does his, his car wash offers? It increases self-esteem. And so now everything about it is, about, is, is self-esteem related. So when they're there, it's, they even end up having, uh, he has people basically there to shine your shoes or there's coffee inside and there's um, different things that you could do. Uh, you can get a manicure while you're getting your car done. All other things that are associated with self-esteem. So his product is now bundled with other self-esteem type of things. So when a person leaves, they're super proud of their car, but they're super proud of themselves. So be very, very cognizant and be very aware of what your product offers versus what it does. The other thing about that is to realize that what are the emotions? What emotions does your product offer versus what it does? So are there emotions that you can elicit by using your product that's you can focus more on the emotion because realize people buy on emotion and they're ever going to buy on logic. Logic is, is what it does. You want to focus on the emotion side. So how does the person feel after they're using your product? What are the things that are, are unique about it? What, what are the emotional feelings they get by using your product? And that's how you're going to scale your business is you focus more on the product offer and the emotion associated more so than what your actual product or service does. The next thing is to really make sure that you know what your target market is and to make sure that it's refined enough. Too often we try to go after everybody and by doing that, it basically dilutes everything. If you take a look at a raging river, the, what makes this river so fast and powerful is because of the restriction of the river banks. If all of a sudden you, you remove the river banks and you know, make the river 10 times as wide, that river doesn't flow. It now becomes a lake, a pond, because there's not enough restriction there. So too often, we're not willing to refine and restrict the market. Realize that your fastest way of scaling and growing a business is through, re- is through market restriction more so than market dilution. 
So just be aware of that in your, in your business. Another thing, when you're looking at competition, realize that you have to identify, it kind of goes back to that whole target market. You need to become the best choice for something. Uh, nothing's worse than just being a, a jack of all trades to everybody. You literally want to be able to tell your clients or your prospects, listen, I am the very best choice if you need this, whatever this is. If you need that, then go someplace else because I don't have that. What I have is this and I'm the very best at this. So make sure that you get really very dialed in and, and targeted, laser target on exactly your, what is, you're the best choice for whatever that X is. Um, the other thing is to understand that if you find yourself in just becoming another me too business, and I see this with a lot of Amazon sellers and a lot of other, um, just product, physical products where they literally start just competing with everybody else. And you're in more of a me too business. A lot of arbitrage type of plays are focused on this where it's just a me too business. Understand if you are in the me too business, you cannot grow any faster than the market grows itself. So realize that as you start paying attention to a market, the only way you can grow faster than the market is you have to separate yourself from that market. If you're like everybody else in that Me Too business, you are limited in your growth as a business by however fast that market itself is growing. Now, with that said, realize there's what we're in business we always refer to as the triangle of death. And there, with any triangle, there's three different points. The three points here are price, quality, and speed. Realize you can only have two. You can never, ever have three. So you literally have to pick of those three, what are the two that you want? And then be the very best in those two. Meaning you can't have the very best prices and have the greatest quality and have the best speed of delivery. There's just absolutely no way of doing that. Because what you're going to find is for quality and speed, your prices are going to have to be more. Whereas if you're going to go the opposite direction and you're going to have lower prices, you're typically not going to have quality. You could have speed and price, but you can't have quality. So you can't have all three. So in your business, you have to decide, is my product and my service and what I provide to people, is this a price quality thing? Is it a quality speed thing? Is it a price speed thing? Whatever it might be, you pick two of the three and focus in on becoming the very best at those two. And again, the three are price, quality, and speed. The next thing, step number seven here, is the certainty of success. And this is a principle that most people don't understand it's, and it creates so much havoc amongst your clients because you actually don't know what it is you're trying to provide for them. And what I mean by that is you have to identify how do we guarantee our customers that they're going to get the success that they want. First of all, you have to identify what actually is the success they want. That means you're going to have to talk to your customers, find out why are they using you? You may think they're using you for one problem to solve one problem when in reality, they're actually solving another problem. So identify what problem your customers want to solve using your product or service, and then how do you guarantee that success? So to do this, to get a ton of clarity with your customers, you want to make sure you can kind of paint the treasure map out there that here's the problem, and this is the treasure that we have. In addition to to that, understand it's worth finding, and I actually have the map to get there. That kind of clarity for your customers whether it's problem-based or, or solution-based or whatever it might be, if you can let them know, hey, listen, I know you're looking for a treasure. There is a treasure out there and it's worth finding because when you find it, it's going to change your entire life. This is going to be better and that's going to be greater and whatever your options and benefits are. But realize the key to them is to let them know that, listen, 
I not only know there's a treasure out there and I also know it's worth finding, but I actually have the map on how to get there. So that certainty of success is critical in growing and scaling a business. The next thing, principle eight here, is you have to understand that growth and control are inversely related. Meaning the more control you want in your business, you have to understand that the more control you need, the less growth you're going to have. The opposite is also true. And that is the more growth you want, the less control you're going to have. So realize in your business, you have to identify, am I going for growth or if I'm going for control? I can't have both. And too often with a lot of times in our business, we're looking to control as much as possible. Realize it just doesn't work that way. You've seen with ClickFunnels, a lot of times it's been a ready, fire, aim approach where growth has been, at times, we haven't had the control over a lot of things that we wanted to because we were so focused on growing. Now we're at a point where we're really trying to make sure we control some of the growth and the scaling and, and making sure that we're laser focused on exactly how to do it. But just realize when you're looking to grow your business, there's two things. There's growth and control. They're inversely related. The more control you need, the less growth you're going to have. And the flip side is also true. The more growth you want, the less control you're going to have. Number nine here is just consistent execution. And I've seen this happen so often. I think uh, David Fry brought this up to me years and years ago. David Fry is a dear friend, a great marketer. And he used to do uh, some things out with send out cards. And I remember talking to him about the whole network marketing thing years ago. And one of the main things he said is that people will succeed at network marketing if they just do one thing. And that's just consistent execution. The problem, it's the start and stop for so many of them that if they literally just do something every single day, they'll get the success. It's when everyone just, they floor the accelerator and then they stop. And then all of a sudden their business dies and they have to restart. And it's all the massive inertia that's needed to overcome and to get it going again. And it's just, it's the stop and start. And you're just like, oh my gosh, it's emotionally draining. It's physically exhausting. And it takes a toll on those who you care about and love the most because you have that dream out there and yet you keep stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting to the point where they just, they, they see the seesaw thing going back and forth. Like, are you going to do this or aren't you? I'm here to support you, but you need to be consistent. You just got to execute. You got to keep going every single day. Again, if you want growth in your business, consistent execution is a massive, massive key you cannot forget about. I talked about this earlier, but I just want to bring this one up again. This is principle 10. That is how you, do, how you do things versus what you do. Realize it is so much more important on how you do things versus what you do. Again, I did a whole podcast on this a, a couple of days ago, but I want to make sure that you just focus and understand that when you're looking at separating yourself from your competition and when you're in your marketing message and you're talking to people, realize what you need to let them know is how you do it is so much more important than what you do. There's a ton of people who do the exact same thing that you do. But what makes you unique, what makes you stand out, which allows you to scale, which allows you to grow, which allows you to get to the Comma Club, which allows you to get where you really want is how you do it. Because that's going to be the main driving force that separates you from everyone else out there. The next thing here, I want to make sure we spend a little time on this one here. It's going to be our last principle. This is number 11. And this whole thing here is all about what real estate do you control in your consumer's mind? Realize here that reputation versus branding, they're totally different. A person's reputation is built in the difficult times. It's built on trust over time, especially when times are bad. And what you're going to find is that the real estate you own and you control in your customer's mind 
is built on the reputation that you have over time. Now, one of the things we talked about a little bit earlier here was this idea as far as narrowing the boundaries. And the whole idea, I want to make sure you understand that. Again, I've used the river example on that, and it's super important for you. But just realize, when you're looking at the real estate that you control in your, in your customer's mind and the consumer's mind, the first thing is reputation. The second thing is how narrow your boundaries are. So they understand you as a unique solution to their problem. You don't, you're not just this broad range of products where, yeah, it also does this. It, you never want to fall into, yeah, me too, or yeah, mine does that too. Um, you want to be very, very unique. So your reputation is massively important. Don't ever forget, especially when times are tough and times are bad, that's where your reputation is built. The second thing is to narrow your boundaries, allow the river of force to create the speed and the power to really get you to where you want to go. And this, again, is that whole idea as far as going deeper versus broader. Stand for less instead of standing for more on that kind of stuff. Just dive down deep. I want to give you a couple of different examples you're going to find as far as when I'm talking about this idea as far as the real estate you own in your customer's mind. Again, we'll just kind of use examples as far as cars. If I say Rolls Royce, what's the real estate or what comes to mind? Most likely, as you're listening to this, you're probably going, that's a luxury. That's a luxury car. When I say Ferrari, you're probably thinking fast. It's a speed. It's a, it's, man, that thing's a rocket. If I say Volvo, you're thinking, oh, that's more of a safety car. If you look at Mercedes, it's engineering. BMW, it's the ultimate driving machine. Whether they're not, doesn't matter, but that's the real estate that they've focused on owning and controlling in your mind. When I say Pinto, you probably think of an explosion. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then the, this whole idea as far as understanding the importance of going deep versus broad, if I say General Motors, you probably don't think of anything because they have no boundaries. General Motors, just they sell a whole bunch of different things and they don't stand for anything. So realize when you're looking at controlling the real estate in your customer's mind, realize that your reputation is critical. Uh, we've had a couple in our early days, I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago where we were, uh, when we basically were, had an outage where the servers crashed and Russell was totally transparent. We had all of us on our executive team were posting on Facebook, making sure everyone understood, listen, we feel your pain. We are the number one consumer of this product ourselves. We are the number one client. We use it as much as you guys do. We understand this and we're going through the same pain. We feel it and we're doing everything we possibly can to get this fixed. Make sure that you're transparent, that you're open and do everything you possibly can, when, especially when times are bad. The next thing then is to make sure that you narrow those boundaries. Stand for something. You got to make sure that you go deep instead of broad. That's the way that you're going to find that ability to control people, the real estate you control in your customer's mind. So in summary here, real again, as far as the 11 things, first of all, find out what they want. Second of all, what is the gap as far as your competition and how are you basically filling that gap? Third is, are you vitamins or aspirin? Fourth, what does your product offer versus what your product does? Number five is the target market. Are you refined enough? Number six is competition and understanding the triangle of death. Number seven is the certainty of success and make sure that you, they understand that you have the map. It's, you know where the treasure is and it's worth finding. Number eight is to understand the inverse relationship between growth and control. Number nine is consistent execution. Number 10 is how you do it versus what you do. And number 11 is what is the real estate that you control in your customer's mind? 
Have an amazing day. Super excited to see you guys sometime soon. Uh, let me know how these podcasts are going for you. If you're liking them, if you're enjoying them, I read all the reviews you guys post up on iTunes and wherever else you might have things. If you like this and you want to send me a personal message on Facebook, I read all of those as well as Instagram or email. I love hearing from you guys. Have an amazing day and wish you all the best in your success. And just remember, you're just one funnel away. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Funaka Radio. We are about ready, though, to change some things. And I wanted to kind of reach out real quick and let you understand some of the things you're going to see happening real quick here. Uh, probably about the middle of April of 2019, we're actually going to be changing the kind of the format and really the purpose of this podcast. So up to this point, I've been doing a lot of, spending a lot of time interviewing some of our funnel hackers and things and telling their stories. We're going to continue to do that, but we're going to add in a new little twist. Currently, right now, as of today, we are just under 78,000 customers currently using ClickFunnels. And what we thought is, why not have you guys come join us on the journey to create a culture of 100,000 rabid, excited funnel hackers? So what I'd like to do is just invite you along. Continue to, if you don't mind, rate, review the podcast. Let us know of uh, other people, even possibly outside of our funnel hacker community, you'd like us to bring in an interview. And really want to make sure that you understand the purpose of this podcast is to help you in building your culture and building your community, your tribe, and really helping you understand what it takes to build a community of super, super excited, passionate customers who rave about your service. More importantly, they, they spend time talking about it, referring clients to you. So with that said, join us as we on our journey to over 100,000 customers. We're going to try to get this done before the end of 2019. So thanks so much for listening. Rate and review this and enjoy the journey.